you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Yo, what is up guys? Welcome, 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 welcome to to my, my show of wonders. <laughs> this is the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. Oh, we're making it sound like it's a fucking podcast about porn or something. It's, it is. This is what you signed up for. You're like, alright. So it'd be like, hello, welcome to 40 Ounce Fridays, the podcast of wonders. Today, and then the we'll be comparing penis sizes. It's just Jump Force's lobby music because it sounds like porn. <laughs> I don't know. See, I'll just put it in as the background music for the intro. You'll hear it. It fucking, it sucks. I hate it. <laughs> Always got to talk about how much I hate Jump Force. Oh but, my god. <laughs> but this is episode 77 of the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast, guys. I am Hiccup and I got my boy Days with me. And we're bringing it back. Bringing it back to a chiller episode this week. Um, for a couple of reasons. One... We, we, we fucking almost forgot we were supposed to record. <laughs> We've been like super busy and we were just like, oh yeah. yeah. I was at the mall buying Adidas with my Stimmy and I was like, oh wait, shit, we're supposed to record. That Stimmy, you start acting different yeah. when you get that Stimmy money. Get that Stimmy. Daisy got Stimmy. Uh. Podcast? Nigga, who this? I got my check. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here, so that's one reason. Another reason... Uh, we just chilling. I since I almost completely forgot about the podcast. Not a bad thing. It just means time goes by so fast, even though we record every other week. Uh, I just wrote some quick notes down, and then we're just gonna shoot the shit about a little anime we always bring up for long periods of time. So we thought might as well make it a main topic this time. Just fucking rip the bandaid off. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, it works out because it's a certain character's birthday. Mm, so we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, all right. So I was just like, you know. No, hey, it works out then. I, and when I say a certain character's birthday, I mean as as of today as we're recording, which yeah. is March 21st. Not you guys in the future. Yeah, no, this is going to be March 26th when he goes up. Unless it is your birthday on March 26th. Then, then happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Even though it's public domain now, happy birthday is now public domain. So oh, you really? can sing it in media. I doubt anyone would sue us anyway. I don't make Let's just do it. Let's podcast. do it. All right. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Virginia. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Uh, how are you, man? I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing all right. Work, busy. You know, um, busy in the sense of just shit's shit's a little hectic. But it wasn't a terrible week, so okay. we made it through. Schedule switched up again, mm. so my days off are now Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. But I'm fine with that. Two days in a row is nice. So I only got to work one more day for tomorrow, and then I got my little mini vacation. Nice. So I'm chilling on that. Uh, other than that, I've been doing a little, you know, I'm still reading Dorara. I'm reading it at a slower pace just because I've been so busy and been doing other stuff. But I'm still, I'm like a little more than halfway through volume three. 
And volume three is just a thick book. It's like 270 pages. It's, it's, we're like two C's, double stuffed, just, mm. but um, it's a good one. It's, it's the whole Yellow Scars arc, oh. pretty much the ending of season one. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. You, you really get into Masahomi's character. Okay, that's good, because yeah. I feel like it was just like, he's my buddy, but he's the villain, but he's mm -hmm. not the villain. <laughs> the, the anime does an alright job with the arc, but I think just because of episode limitations, yeah. you don't really get to go, he has a lot of anxiety. Oh, like, really? Like, yeah, he has a lot of anxiety. Like, he, he, he describes it. Really, he doesn't know, he's like, I don't know what to call this feeling, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, this nigga is fucking... He needs a break. Like, <laughs> Give him a Xanax. Yeah, that he needs to pop a couple Xanax, have him out. Like, or actually, <laughs> uh, Buspar is doing really well for me. Mm. Especially because I call it Beskar, and it makes me feel like I'm a Mandalorian. Hey. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if Masami was real, he could, he could take those tips from me. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been reading, I've been doing some writing, uh, working on writing. Keeping, keeping the writing to myself, just kind of like, you know, working on it, working on it, working on it. It'll never last. That was selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But, um, you think she's getting ahead? Uh, <laughs> on Shenra's watch. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, chilling, doing my thing, uh, watching anime with the roommates, you know. Relaxing, taking it slow, because apparently a lot of things in the universe have been telling me to chill the fuck out, so I'm Good. chilling the fuck out. Good. You need to chill out, man. <laughs> I, I do. I 100% do. <laughs> uh, but how are you doing? Um, well, I think I I think I'm gonna I have an anecdote for you. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, um, it was our buddy Patrick's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. St. Patrick's Day, Patrick. Like, <laughs> not on that same day, but around. But mm -hmm. regardless, um, us and our uh, mutual friend Sergio, me and Sergio, our mutual friend Sergio, um. Decided we wanted to do something big okay. for his birthday. Um, and we decided, you know, we're going to... We can't... can't Remember this, the surprise roast birthday party that we did for Sergio? Yeah, I do. We wanted that. to do something on that. We wanted, <laughs> we wanted to do something on that level. We should tell that story one day. Yeah. That was a good story. Yeah. But um, we wanted to do something on that level, but with, you know, to limitations of COVID. Mm -hmm. So... In a drunken night on Discord, we came up with the idea to um, meet him at a Korean barbecue, keep him waiting on us, and then have us pull up. The plan was we were going to pull up in Marilyn's car. Mm -hmm. Marilyn was going to start blasting Billie Eilish's bad guy. So it's like, bad guy, duh. We would jump out in full tuxes and... <laughs> and just start dancing around, like doing the hype man and yeah. all that. So that was the original plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so okay. <laughs> after some thought, we realized maybe we shouldn't eat at a Korean barbecue with all the smoke everywhere, that meaty smoke in our tuxes, uh, in our suits. Yeah. So we decided we're going to wear nice shirts, but we should do something else. I suggested masks. Like, mm -hmm. not, not COVID masks. I mean, like, full body, full face Halloween masks. Yeah. And me, 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 I initially said JFK and Nixon. Mm -hmm. But that was too expensive. 
Okay. So I suggested these masks. Um, yeah. This one would be Sergio. <laughs> and this one would be me. No. Uh, Donald Trump and Kim Jong. Oh, God. And Sergio was... He was down for it. We knew it was the best idea. Mm -hmm. But it probably wasn't the best idea with Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. eventually, we got it down to WandaVision. Okay. And but the best part is, Patrick's the only one of us who's seen WandaVision. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know what we were going into. Okay, I was like... I, I was Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Thanks, man. <laughs> and, uh... I don't have Sergio's vision mask at the ready. Oh, wait. It's right here. Oof. This thing is all sorts of ugly. <laughs> He's not wearing it, but... Holy... Oh, God. So, <laughs> we... That's, it's serial killer status. <laughs> we get ready. We're going to go. And we get on the 91. Mm. All ready to show up, like, just a couple minutes after he shows up. Because mm -hmm. pretty much... We say we're on our way, we're going to pull up to his house, get out of our cars, get into Marilyn's car, and then pull there, so that way, means we had our car, it's Patrick's already. Yeah. We pull up, it's packed. We, there's nowhere to park except this far little corner spot. Because the freeway was packed also, they had to be seated already. Oh, So, shit. we have Patrick get, come outside, he's looking for us, so as soon as we see him, we just get out of the car and sprint towards him and tackle him. Mm. And I shout, welcome to the jungle, bitch. <laughs> it was just a mess. The backup plan for the backup plan. The backup backup plan. plan. It was fun and all, but man, we were just like, fuck. I just feel like that's like the universe saying we too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Mojina shared a post yesterday that was like, pretty much the meme boiled down to uh, making you realize the fact that Anyone born in the 90s, even 1999, is a legal drinking age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone in the 90s is a legal drinking age. Yeah. And that was like, fuck. <laughs> I always joke about, like, getting older, but that that just put it into perspective. I'm like, fuck, dude. Someone born in 90... Someone born in 2000 is yeah. turning 21 this year. Yeah, someone born January 2000 can buy booze. That's... That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, like, fuck. I. It makes me feel old. Like, we are old, man. Yeah, yeah. We're getting up there. I. Uh, we say that as we're like, we we still got a few years before our thirties, and our thirties aren't even old. But oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you know how I found a glimpse of how old we are today. I mean, not today. A couple days ago, Marilyn sent me a meme that was the picture of Zack Snyder's Snyder cut of mm -hmm. the Justice League, which we'll discuss a little later. Yeah, and. Probably. Um, but all the pictures, all the faces were Rob, Rob Schneider, right? <laughs> it was the Schneider. <laughs> so, I showed it to my coworker, who's 21. He just turned 21. Okay. I showed it to him, and he was like, who's that? Oh, no. And I said, Rob Schneider. You know, in the Adam Sandler movies. Not the new ones, right? And he was like, ah. Uh, oh, no, no. I don't know. And I, I'm like, Big Daddy? Mr. Deeds? Ryan. It was like almost boomer humor. It was like millennial. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Dude. I feel it. I got a bunch of zoomers at my job currently, too. 
just like, fuck, dude, are you really that old? <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> I'm lucky that I got a couple that are like, I got one, uh, I got a lesbian homegirl at work who's 29, okay. so I'm like, that's, that's my bro. Mm-hmm. My bro, <laughs> but all my other coworkers are. Some of them are like 25 at least, but um, a lot of them are younger. Yeah, it's crazy. Shit is crazy. <laughs> That's okay. We'll age like fine wine. I age like cheese, dog. I'm white. With weak knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marilyn was actually telling me she's concerned about me getting older because white people have such like terrible bone problems and all that. Oh fuck. She's like, your back hurts every day. You're stiff all the time. Like. <laughs> She's, she, she's like, she's concerned because she keeps telling me, she's like, you're going to die when you're 50 and you're going to leave me with these kids. No, dude, don't say that. You could, you could, you could be Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, hell no. Jesus I like Christ. my bicycle. <laughs> that family guy, it goes ding a ding a ding. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it. That's kind of what he was known for. Oh, man. <laughs> Jack and Jill, man, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sure. I thought you were, at first I thought you were gonna tell me it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, like like that was a fact, and I was gonna be like, there's no fucking It has way. to be, it has to be. <laughs> there's, there's no fucking What way. other movie out there has the same actor playing multiple characters? Think about it. And the ones that are out there are all phenomenal movies, like Norbit. I actually think Norbit's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Don't you like wish your girlfriend was hot like me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I, Norbit's a good movie. Norbit, Norbit's actually pretty good. Um, oh. But, wow, it's nice to hear that we're both doing good this week. <laughs> Tired, but, we're, but we're, we're, we're doing good. I didn't even have a How Are You last episode. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just, just gruntle noises. It's all like, some guttural, noise. guttural noise. <laughs> but, um... Ah! Ah! I dropped my phone. Let's move into the quick news. Yeah. Let's, let's hit it. Quick, 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 quick news! <laughs> Damn, that's fast! <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we could we, be on the radio. <laughs> we could. We definitely could. I, I, you know what, thinking about it, no, we could. <laughs> The way we talk about certain things, no, we fucking couldn't. No. But, um, quick news. So, we'll we'll try to get through these pretty fast, because I, I think there's only going to be, like, two of these that we might talk a little bit longer on. But first, real quick, uh, for anyone who still plays Tekken 7, which still has a pretty large fan base, of course, they are currently on Season 4 of their, you know, DLC waves. Mm. And uh, the second character for DLC 4 just got a full reveal trailer. She already got teased a little a few months back. Yes. And um, stop! It's the, <laughs> it's the prime minister of Poland. Oh shit! Like, like the character's backstory is she's the prime minister of Poland. Oh, I was hoping it was the actual prime minister. No, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but her name is um, her name is Lydia, I believe. Uh, and she looks pretty good. I I I play Tekken Seven. I have it on my Xbox still. Um, she looks fun. She looks really fun. It's not like some crazy like. Man, this character's ridiculously out of this world. Um, she, she, you know, just looks like a martial artist. And uh, pretty much the backstory is uh, she, she's, you know, entering the, the tournament of Tekken to, you know, to keep her country of Poland safe because she got threatened, bro. Oh, so shit. So she's like, I'm about to enter in 30s hands. 
So, um, real quick, I just want to look up uh, exactly what fighting style she uses. Okay, and I'm going to look up something else. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, she she got a reveal trailer uh, today, I believe, as of this recording. Uh, I forget what it was called. I think it's some kind of like it's some kind of form of like martial art that's pretty popular in uh, Poland. But she does a lot of fast uh, strikes, and she uses utilizes a lot of like uh, parry and stuff, a lot of counters and, and shit like that. Yeah. So people are worried she might be like Leroy. Leroy got added in uh, season three. He's the old black dude that is like Wing Chun. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she looks really neat. Uh, I like her design. It's very simple, but it's it's still kind of refreshing because she doesn't look like. Uh, she doesn't look like an anime girl. She she looks like a lady. She looks like a woman. Okay. She's she's young. She, I think she's in like her mid late twenties, but she she looks like someone you know that isn't just like an anime girl. She kind of has like a little battle scar over one of her eyes, and she she looked like she could throw hands. She got okay. she got some muscle on her arms. So I was like I like it. I I really like the design. I I I like simple designs that just have little intricacies or details in them. Nice. And then she also got, has a, a stage coming along with her character. It's like a little island stage, like a little beach-looking resort place. So she's coming out soon. So if you're into Tekken 7, she's in the Season 4 pass. All right. I already have the Season 4 pass, so when she comes out, I'll check her out and see how I feel about her. Okay. How, how do you stop a Polish army on horseback? How? You turn off the carousel. <laughs> Lydia's <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> How many pull-ups does it take to screw a light bulb? How many? One to stand on a chair and hold the bulb, and the other two to spin the chair. Goddamn, Ryan. <laughs> this is what you looked up. This is what you spend time like. <laughs> uh, okay, last one, last one. Okay. Um. Well, this is a double trouble, all right? All right. So, all right, so all what right. do you do if a pull-up throws a hand grenade at you? What do you do? You take out the pin and throw it back. <sighs> and what do you do if a pull-up throws a pin at you? Damn it, Ryan! Run like hell, he's got a live grenade! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to any Polish people, I love you, like my Virginians. Oh god. Oh, the Virginians. Yeah. Thank you. Imagine our, our Virginian listeners are Polish and they're like, well, fuck you, man! Polish. Wow! We were really fucking with you guys until that one episode. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but, but okay, listen, real quick, I'm going to talk about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. <laughs> I, I watched it, as of this recording, I watched it last night. It's four fucking hours. I watched two of those last night. <laughs> yeah, he watched two hours of it. I watched I watched the whole thing. Um, I will say, it is a long movie, so find the time to strap in, sit down, and watch it. But I found it enjoyable enough that it didn't feel super long, like it wasn't draining to me. I was like, okay, cool, cool. But um, I, I'm sure you've heard like Joker does make some kind of appearance in the movie. Yeah. Your laugh just now started <laughs> just like his fucking laugh. So I was, yeah. <laughs> does he do the mouth of the man? No, he didn't do the mouth thing, but he did the laugh. And oh, I was just like, God. fucking shit, dude. Okay, but uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, quick rundown if you don't know why this is so such a big deal. 
So when Justice League came out in 2017, we we knew that there was already some things that were cut out. Uh, there was reshoots due to uh, Snyder leaving direction of the film. Did did he have like a loved one pass away? Yeah, like uh, commit suicide. Uh, so he stepped down, and, and then Josh Whedon, for some fucking reason, uh, they thought Whedon was the right way to go. And he fucking, um, I can say this now, as someone who thought Justice, like the original Justice League movie was fun, I didn't hate it, I didn't think it was great, I was just like, it was fun, I had a good time watching it, yeah. it was fun. Uh... We butchered the fuck out of what that movie was supposed to. be. It's not supposed to be a fun movie. No, not at all. You're gonna have a, you're gonna enjoy it, but it's not a fun movie. It's not supposed to be fun. I already knew <laughs> Whedon was scraped away when in the like within the first like ten minutes of the movie. Someone was like, oh, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, yeah. "All right, cool." Yeah, it's just like, dude, <laughs> like it, it's crazy how um, different these movies feel. So apparently. Rumors started going around that there was, like, this, uh, big Snyder cut, uh, that was apparently the original with a bunch of stuff that got cut out due to Wheaton's editing and reshoots, and people started making this meme of releasing the Snyder cut, and it was, it was a meme. It was a fucking meme. Mm. None of us, for the most part, most people thought this shit was not going to happen. Yeah. It didn't really exist. It, yeah. it didn't exist as an actual full movie. Yada, yada, yada. Then, boom, we get the announcement that HBO Max is going to get the Snyder Cut. So, the Snyder Cut did, did technically exist. I know they did do a lot of, like, work afterwards yeah. before this film got released. But it was kind of like Snyder's original vision uh, for what Justice League was supposed to be. You, you watched the whole thing. Towards the end of the movie, like, the beginning of the movie, some of the CGI and all that was a little iffy, but towards the end, it was a lot, like, really crisp. It, it looked a lot better. Okay, because, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much all the work went into the end bits. Because okay. that was the part that was completely unfinished. No, no, it was worth it. Um, they did a good job. It got released. Uh, it got released last week, and I was like, I'm chilling at home, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll watch it. I'll sit down. I started watching it at 9, so I finished that at, like, 1 a.m. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was good, dude. It was good. It was it was good. Was it like, wow, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen? No, but it was great. It's probably like the Snyder Cut. I would probably say this is. I still haven't seen Aquaman, and I still haven't seen Shaz Shazam, mm. and I still haven't seen uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. But everyone says that movie is kind of yeah. Blue, so um, I'm not yeah. even gonna worry about counting that one. But I still haven't seen Aquaman, and I still haven't seen Shazam. But I've seen all the other stuff, and I can say that from what I've seen, the Snyder Cut of Justice League is the best DCEU film, hands down. It just is. Hmm. In my opinion, it is. Okay, cool. I, I, it's just, there's a lot of stuff that got added in that you appreciate. Like, yeah. the characters all actually get backstories. Like, yeah. Cyborg actually gets a fucking backstory. Yeah, I'm really happy about He's that. He's not just like, oh, I'm Cyborg. It's... Yeah, it actually showed it, and... I really like the intro bit because it wasn't in the um, the original cut where it was like the intro was like semi recapping the events of, of uh, Batman, Batman and Superman. And I remember the intro to the original one was just Batman taking down a parademon. Yeah, that that scene that scene is mm -hmm. not even in this I'm, cut. There's a, a few things. 
Remember, yeah. like, the, the fucking family that was in, like, the final Battlefield site? Yeah. That is not in this movie. Cool. We don't need that. We don't that need was that. Whedon that edited, that put that in. Yeah. That, that does not fucking exist. Because it's some Marvel shit. Here's a, here's a little family that's scared. You're not going to see the heroes really do anything with them, but, like, ooh, the intensity is there. And it's also, like, why the fuck are you guys near something that has a bunch of nuclear radiation? Yeah. Like, what the f- What? That shit never and makes then sense. Aquaman jumps in. <laughs> Alright. Is there a lot of alrights in the Snyder Cut? No. Good, because I knew that was a Whedon bit. They kind of, um... They darked him. They darked him a little bit, and I'm, I'm sure because I think it's better off for setting him up in Aquaman. Yeah. I haven't seen Aquaman. I heard Aquaman was good. Oops. Yeah. I, I heard I heard it was good, so they probably, like, you know, save more of him, like, getting a bigger personality for his own movie. Mm-hmm. But he, there's still enough of him, and I enjoyed him. He was Aquaman, you know? Uh, like good, not not like let's clown Aquaman because he talks to fish. Like, if you know DC Comics, you know Aquaman. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was all around pretty solid. Uh, Wonder Woman was dope. She still says Kal El no. Ryan fucking hates. Oh, she still yes, says it. Damn it. She still says it. Kal El no. Kal no. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. That line is still in there. Fuck. And, and you know what? You Loki kind of ruined certain. Parts with her in it for me, because I noticed sometimes she'll say a lot. I'm just like, God. Oh. Her accent is not good. It, it's just like the. I think it's more of her delivery. Yeah. Kalel, no. It sounded like she didn't actually give a fuck. Yeah, because I, I've re- come to What's realize. What's wrong? She's not a good actress. No. She's just a. I don't think she's a bad she's actress. She's not bad. She's just like when she, you when you see like, you know, Ben Affleck and Ezra Miller and. Uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. It's just like, they're all much better actors. Yeah. I'm loving Ezra Miller. Like, I... Somebody was like, Ezra Miller's the worst portrayal of Flash I've ever seen. I'm like, are you serious? Have you read comics before? Uh, This is fucking Flash. I I was really happy to get that backstory with him in the the pet store thing. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. I fucking enjoyed it. I saw her, and I was just like, oh, it's Elias West. It has to be Iris West. And Marilyn was like, why, who's Iris West? And I told her. And she was like, why do you think that's Iris West? And I'm like, well, don't make me say it, Marilyn. Don't, don't make me say it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, like, I mean, good good for me. Yeah, there. No, like, no. you got that jungle fever. <laughs> it, no, he's, he's, he's a great flash. He's, a per- he's nailing that character. I love it. I love he's it. nailing that character, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Double whammy. Uh, Bruce, uh, a lot of people have said this, but it's noticeable that like in the action scenes, Batman moves around a little slower, it looks like. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Because, for one, he, you know, he's Batman. Uh, and, two, like, people keep forgetting this, and they're like, Bruce Wonder, Batman just kill people, this and that. Um, this Batman has been Batman for over 20 years. Yeah. He's older. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, tired of a bunch of shit, which he, is why he has the personality he, he has in Batman v Superman. He's Dark Knight Returns Batman. Yeah. He's that version of Batman. Like, so, he's, of course he's moving a little slower, but of course he's still whooping ass. But yeah. he's like, we need to kill niggas sometimes. Yeah. So he's he's over that rule at yeah. that point. He's He's been Batman for, like, more than two decades. Yeah. And Batfleck, I, I still think is bet, best Batman. Yeah, same. But uh, that's a douchebag, but I love him. I yes. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just like, argue with your mom. Uh, Batfleck is the best Batman. Yeah. Suck a dick. 
He he just is. He he's nailing that character. Sorry, Val. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Keaton. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bale. I fuck Christian Bale's Batman. I fucking hate Christian Bale's Batman. I know. It's the one of the. You I think he's like an okay Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But he's not a good Batman. No, because he's not a detective. Yeah. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> And the dark, what makes the Dark Knight trilogy good is the supporting cast. It's not yeah. Batman. Yeah. That is, that is the, he's the least interesting nigga in that movie. In Morgan movies. Freeman is Lucius. Morgan Freeman is Lucius. Uh, Gary Oldman is Gordon. Oh, I gotta say, Simmons beautiful. is doing a good job as Gordon. Oh no, I love it. Oh. I, I'm digging it. For like the little bit he has in the movie, I'm just like, yeah. ah yeah. Yeah, right now I'm at where um, I left off pretty much where everyone's in Gotham and like, okay. They're about to go talk to Gordon. Yeah. And uh, Cyborg's like, oh, it's the bat signal. So I'm like, oh, Cyborg's gonna go meet yeah, up with him boy. too. No, it, it's it's good, you guys. Um, if one of my uh, Jose was like, I put this movie on to laugh at. Yeah. Like he he had no faith in this movie being good. Even Jose was like, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my, like it was pretty fucking good. My only criticism that I could see, because. It's not a criticism that I have. It was something that Marilyn kept pointing out, and I, lo I love you, babe. I love you, babe. You're very casual, like <laughs> yeah. moviegoer. Mm -hmm. um, she loves good movies. She loves good movies. But I can see how someone who watches movies like her would view this these scenes. In the intro, all the backstories had a scene with someone doing slow motion. Oh, and, and okay. I can see most people be feeling like, oh my god, we don't need all this. But to me, I realize it's like kind of showing, like, look how fast they are, look how strong they are. So that way, yeah, all the later, the event look at all staring. the, yeah. look at all, and then that way, later on, action scenes, when you see one room, like, zip, 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 you're like, mm -hmm. oh, she's fast too? No, you're like, oh yeah, she's fast. I, I will say there is, you know, slow motion throughout the entire film. I'm sure. It does, there is less. Towards the later portion. Yeah. There's still slow-mo shots just to show, like, look how cool and dynamic this shot yeah. looks. Like, there's a shot with them, like, near, like, you know, like, the final act part. All together, like, charging forward. Just to get that cool, like, superhero shot of them as a team. Yeah. But, you know, shit like that. But, like, the, the slow-mo stuff, like, it's not as much. Uh, I, I have a few nitpicks. Like, I would say, yeah, slow motion's kind of a little, but it's not a big deal. It's not deal. a big deal. I just didn't know, know how people would um, feel about it. Some some scenes kind of, like, don't go together, like, uh, like hand in hand. Like, a scene will play out, and then another scene will play out, and I'm kind of like, eh, maybe you shouldn't have put this one here. It's mm. not too big of a deal, but I'm just like, eh, maybe you should put this one yeah. here. There's a certain character, I don't know, I, I can't remember if he showed up within the first two hours or not. But there is a very specific character. It's a superhero. Mm. Wasn't in the original cut. Um, are they giving us? Ever, are they giving us Lantern? No, no, it's not Lantern. Okay, is it Martian Manhunter? It, it is Martian Manhunter. <gasps> no fucking way! But he doesn't do anything. Like, no. like he. I don't get your hopes up. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't. I don't care. He's in it. He's in it. I just like it's just like, dude, do something. Huh. Like, yeah, it's it's like he's. They're setting up for more stuff. Yeah. God willing, um, they just give Snyder. The, give it back. The back. Give it back. Please, this will save you. This is gonna lose about half our followers. <laughs> We're gonna be down to four. <laughs> Big whoop! I ain't never give a fuck. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I was just like, eh, mm, 
I feel like maybe if he was just like some kind of end credit scene, it would have been fine. And he, it's not like he pops up a lot in the Snyder Cut. He only mm. pops up like twice. Mm. But um, I just feel like he shouldn't have been there if he wasn't going to do nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Or it's like, if you're here, why haven't you done anything yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of those things. Um, but it's not a big deal, like I said. Just, you know, small things like that. Um, I think Steppenwolf was great. I didn't, I didn't hate Steppenwolf in the original. Like, people were like, God, he's so... I'm just like, well, he's... Steppenwolf's always supposed to be fodder. Yeah. Like, Steppenwolf is trapped. But now they gave him, like, I, I kind of feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen you, so far, I'm you like... You do feel for him a bit. And, um, it, it, the finale of it, it's very different. Ooh. It's very different from the original. Um, yeah, no, that's all I'll say. It's very different. So, so different stuff happens. Uh, they they do a lot more foreshadowing to like the like the crazy dystopian nightmare timeline kind okay. of thing. Uh, not really. Like, there's foreshadowing, and there's also like there's another dream sequence. Okay. Uh, for Bruce, it's Bruce again having the dream of it. So apparently, in the original scripts for the Snyder Cut, uh, it was supposed to act. That stuff was actually supposed to happen. Oh, really? Like in later movies for like his original like Justice League kind of trilogy thing. He was gonna go into Injustice? Yeah, like shit like that. Wow. And I think you can read it online, Jose was telling me about it. I'll have to ask him for the link again so I can send it to you. But yeah, like he, he's gonna get into some crazy shit. I don't think that's gonna happen anymore, and I'm kinda fine with that being yeah. not happening. What I would like is like they could use it as like character motivation for Batman. He's yeah. having these nightmares, he he doesn't wanna fuck up. You know what I mean? He wants to get things right. So that could be motivation for his character to not let that happen. And you can still make that something impactful Yeah. when you, like, get all the dream sequences and put them all together. And it's be something like the future they avoided because yeah. this shit is fucked. It's, uh, I hate to make the comparison, but it's, like, in Marvel how, like, the big, like, push for Tony was the dreams he kept having of aliens invading New mm -hmm. York and all his friends dead and what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but all in all, um, do I think the Snyder Cut is better than like Infinity War or Endgame? No. Yeah. No. And I think that's okay. It doesn't need to be because Infinity War and Endgame had like what twenty plus fucking movies to yeah. get to the point they got to. For the Infinity, that's the Infinity Saga. And also, even even without <laughs> that's three phases of Marvel. <laughs> even without watching any of the Marvel movies, if someone were to watch Infinity War, they'd have a couple questions. But like, but Infinity War it. is hands down one of the best superhero movies to come out. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I will I will die on that hill. No, I agree with you. I think a lot of people would would die on that hill with me, and we probably wouldn't be dying. I'd be like, oh shit, everyone's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's great. But um, for what they did with Justice League, the Snyder, it's, it shows the potential the DCEU could have mm. if they get their shit together. Cool. I'd be down with Reeves coming back as Constantine. I'd be down. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. They can cast someone I could, else. But I, could, I could live with it. I just, I just love that man. But actually, no. Don't let him be Constantine because he needs to be Revan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? No, yeah. I like he, that. He's a little, it's too busy of a schedule for that guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, if I had to give the original Justice League a score, I'd probably give it like a, like a 6. 6.5, it's fun. I feel that, yeah. If I had to give the Snyder Cut a score, 8.5. Wow, I can't wait to finish it. 8.5. I can't quite give it a 9, 
Because, like I said, there's small things, but there's a lot of small things. Yeah. So it kind of bugs me down. It definitely wasn't perfect, so it can't be a 10. But 8.5. It's a, it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Here's to hoping that the Flashpoint movie can revert things back in the way it should go. It was me, Barry. I jerked you off at super speeds. <laughs> that scene in the movie, or I don't want it. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Snyder Cut. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about really quick, just a couple of shows, a couple of anime I've been watching that are ending um, sometime around the time this episode comes out. Uh, by like Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, these animes will be ending. Either a season uh, or a series. Uh, and real quick, um, the sequel to Inuyasha, uh, Yashihime Princess Half Demon, recently had its season one finale. Oh uh, shit, it's airing already? It's done. The first season is done. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Out of the loop. <laughs> quick, quick little uh, review of that. It's a hype. Is it was it terrible? No, no, not at all. A lot of people will be like, it sucked, this and that. I'm like, Inuyasha started off slow too. Suck it, yeah, shut the fuck up. They did. Um, and it's 24 episodes, guys. Calm down. Uh, was it fantastic? No, it was good. It had a lot of cool, strong moments. I feel like it did definitely get stronger in the second half of the season, once things started to come together. Interesting little mystery. I was worried at first because people were like, yeah, it's supposed to be the last episode, and like, they're like, what do you mean? Like, last episode isn't season or last episode isn't show? Because if his last episode doesn't show, they do not have enough time to wrap this shit up in mm -hmm. one episode. There's there's way too many questions that needed answers for them to be like, yeah, we'll just do it all in the last episode and call it a day. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Okay. These girls are nowhere near fucking strong enough to solve the problems. Uh, they did get some imps. You get to see, like, their cool little demon powers. It was dope. They still get slapped up. Ends on, like, a kind of a cliffhanger. I won't say anything in case uh, you want to watch Yashihime Ryan. I don't know if you do. Um, I might. It's on. It's on Hulu. I think it has a dub already. Maybe. So, so I, I recommend it. It's it's good. It's solid. Okay. Um, but when the season ended on its little cliffhanger season, it was like season two confirmed for production. So it's like, oh thank God. Nice. Okay. So, so we're getting more of the show, which I'm glad because now that it's set a foundation, hopefully season two can kind of get a little more amped up and yeah. we can get more meat of this world. And I like a lot of, like, new lore kind of getting added. There's, like, a little, like, Chinese influence into it, too. Okay. Just a bit kind of mixed in. Expanding the world a bit beyond mm -hmm. Japan. So we can, maybe we'll see more, like, kind of, like, olden era countries get involved. Maybe, or like, maybe, maybe. Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. I don't know. But it'd be cool. I found it interesting. I think it's a good time. It's fun. Is it? It's not perfect, but it's not terrible. It's in the middle. It was, it was odd. Okay. So it had a season one finale. So a question. Um, it's a showing room. Yes. Did 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 he groom his young ward? Oh, I can't say if he did or not, but Rin is the the, the mom, and I was really hoping she wasn't, but she is. Oh. She's confirmed to be the mom, so it puts a weird taste in my mouth. But at the same time, you have to think, like, Inuyasha was way older than Kagome, and Kagome was, like, well, 14. Yeah. True. So I'm but just like... she it, wasn't, like, 8 or something. I, I agree with you. <laughs> but at the same time, both them niggas did it. So if you, know, you want to hate on Shishomaru, you gotta go back and hate on him. I also gotta give it to this. As <laughs> shitty as it sounds, it was the feudal era. 
That's true. <laughs> like, like, at least it's Shishamaru is a defense. I, I'm sure by the time they did have kids, Rin was like old. Yeah. Of age. He's like, hey. But it's th that that's still kind of low-key. It's the definition of grooming. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was really hoping she wasn't Oh, She is the mom. Drake, Drake is like, hey, everyone's like, hey, Drake, what's your favorite anime character? And he's like, Sashomaru. This is like, <laughs> you know Millie, how you do. He's called, I'm gonna go call Millie Bobby Brown. No! <laughs> Passion fruit from miles away. So, no. God. Uh, but um, I might give that a try, because um, I've been wanting to um, read Ranma again, because that was like the first manga I really read. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about it, but I'm still trying to finish up on Naruto. I'm breezing through. Good, good. good I'm, good, uh... Good, good. Can you guess where I am by that sigh? Is Jiraiya dead? Not yet. Oh, you're getting there, though. But, I mean, like, I'm about to be there. I'm, uh... He just went sage mode. Oh. Um, <laughs> the last stand. Yeah, I was like... Jumped in the village ring. He walked up and he's like, I think this is the decision I'm gonna have to make. And I'm like, fuck, it might be, man. <laughs> Damn, you knew you ran up on their own turf and expected not to die. <laughs> nah, he knew. Yeah. But it doesn't make it hurt. I love those episodes, though. Like, showing dry, it's really good. It was like. Yeah, Sage Mode Dry was pretty dead. Even, like, Ain't the complete fight. Sage Mode Dry, too. Yeah. And even, like, the. Um, bit before when you just had the summon his froggle boy <clears throat> i was like it was intense but i was also like enjoying the comical aspect of it of him like trying to hold the jutsu and he's like running through the pipes <laughs> like, it's like you're watching and you're like this is the fucking toad sage at his finest oh jiraiya which is sad we get him at the finest when it's at his when last it, when it's at the end yeah <laughs> You guys should, if you haven't watched Red Naruto, you should go ahead and do that. Yeah. Not to be that guy. Red um, Don't worry, we're not going to be that big on it. If I'm finally doing it, you can do it too. You but if you don't too. want to, you don't have to. Boom. That simple. <laughs> <laughs> don't let niggas pressure you. You don't have to buy the DLC. Yes, I'll always bring I, I have Outer Worlds DLC in my cart, mm -hmm. but I'm like, let me finish the before I buy this. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but other shows that are having a season finale, uh, Dr. Stone Season 2 only has one episode left for its season, which is disappointing for me <laughs> because I really like Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone is really fucking good. And Season 1 had 26 episodes. So Season 2 has 11 episodes. Oh. I was like, nigga, no! I thought we was getting another 26! Oh, but no. we are not getting another 26, so I'm very fucking tempted to just be like, alright, let me start reading this fucking book. Because <laughs> that's what I'm about to do to Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh my god, Ryan, you need to just watch yeah, this Yeah, yeah, I know, I've been meaning to. It's just oh hard. Oh my because, god. Because the HBO is on my PlayStation, and my place, I want to be super loud, so I'm at the computer, but I don't have my HBO on the computer because it's not my HBO, it's someone else's. I don't want to ask them to log it in on two things. Uh, I get you, I get you. I'm debating on just signing up for Crunchyroll or something. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so, so fucking good. Niggas be like, that show is all hype. I'll be like, eat a basket of dicks. It's, it's worth the hype. Even if a show is it's, all hype, hype is, hype is great. It's worth the hype. It's worth the hype. JoJo is a lot of hype. It is. <laughs> and it's worth it. I love JoJo's. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to hype this shit up all fucking day. You can call me toxic. You don't have to watch it. 
<laughs> but you should watch it, is what I'm saying. I'm not gonna force you to, but I'm gonna bring it up. It's you should watch it. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen is fire, bro. The episode that just came out. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. And we only have one more episode left in the season. And I was like, ah, nigga. Okay, I'm gonna have to start reading this because I'm so invested. It's so good. The animation is good. The characters are good. The yeah. fights are dope. It, it's just, I'm, just, ah! I'm just eager to see how, how quickly he gets fingered. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get fingered ten times, right? Or no, it was like it's 20, 20, it's 20 fingers. And he's already got fingered once <laughs> from the episodes I saw. Oh, so he needs to get fingered 19 more times <laughs> by the 20 fingered demon. It's so good. It's such a good show. Please watch it, guys. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I'm watching that's about to... Oh, I'm not watching this because I read it, but Attack on Titan has one episode left for the final season. So I don't know if they're going to get, like, a final season part two, but I'm pretty sure they don't got... They, that one episode is not about to wrap up this story. Okay. So I'm not sure what's going on with the final season of Attack on Titan because I don't watch it. I read it. Um, but we'll... I guess we'll find out next week what's going on with that. Uh... Also, the manga has one chapter left. Comes out April 9th, I believe. So we only got a few more weeks before Attack on Titan's story in the manga officially ends. Chapter 138 was some heavy shit. It was some heavy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> it was some heavy shit. Uh, so we're about to see the conclusion to this epic story. Uh, Attack on Titan's good, guys. It's not all just about fighting giant niggas there's actually a really deep interwoven plot it's a story about wanting freedom and what you would do to fight for that freedom that's that's what attack on titan is about if i had to boil it down to one sentence so attack on height on titan is braveheart in a way okay um, just like sons of anarchy is hamlet is it check oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, i'm like i'm like on season four and i'm like this is um, uh, one thing I'll compare it to, something that we'll, we're about to talk about a little bit, uh, a little bit later, um, it's, it's way more on a darker level than what I'm gonna compare it to, but you know how, like, uh, Mikado kinda goes down a little dark path mm. as Dorawara progresses? Yeah. During this last portion of Attack on Titan, like, the final season... Keep in mind, the final season, the manga stuff it covers, this manga is monthly, so it's been years since this has been going on, mm -hmm. and there's a time skip. So Aaron Yeager is a, is a few years older, uh, you know, a lot has happened to him, a lot has affected him. He's gone down this sort of darker path to what he believes is right. Okay. So that's what has been happening a lot lately in Attack on Titan. He's pretty much Batman. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Batman. Mm. I mean the Justice League Batman. Mm. Oh, he's worse. Mm. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, the the thing he is do. I can't. I because I, I want you to actually watch the series. Yeah. So I'm not gonna tell you. But the thing he's doing to to get to what he feels like is you know the right thing and the only thing he can do. Can y'all shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> the right thing he can do is um. It's. It's some dark. Sh it's like oh oh. Ugh. Okay. It, it's it's heavy. So on a scale of 
Sasuke keeping uh, the Hokages all mesmerized, of all the Kages to mesmerize oh, to so achieve his goal. Them. Yeah. On a scale of that it's, to it's... Than the Thanos snap, how effective is the actual plan that he's doing? Effective? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how effective it is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, cause you know Sasuke doing that thing, it's like, bro, that's it's not gonna work the way you think. Thanos snap, it's like, I mean, it works, but at what cost? Yeah. It... I guess it would lean more towards the Thanos snap. Mm. In terms of like severity, I would say Thanos's is worse because yeah. Thanos snapped half the fucking universe. So yeah. that's that's a different thing. Yeah, I just mean on the scale. But but that's why it's the ten. I would, <laughs> I would lean it more towards the Thanos snap. What he's doing. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> when one thirty nine comes out, uh, I'm sure niggas is gonna be crying. Niggas is already crying at one thirty eight. Um, but, uh, it's crazy to think Attack on Titan's gonna end. Yeah. This is a good story. Man. It was like yesterday when people were like, bro, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, wait. That was yesterday. <laughs> but it's like, what people were saying was the greatest thing ever in, like, season one times, like, those earlier times. It was like, yeah, it's good. I, I really liked Attack on Titan back then, too. But I was like, I wouldn't say it was the greatest thing ever. It's definitely worthy of that status now. Wow. At this point, as a story as a whole... Mm -hmm. Coming from you, that means a lot. It's definitely probably one of like one of the better written manga storylines I've ever seen. Like, like I I put it up there with like uh, Full Metal Alchemist kind of stuff. Okay, like um, it, it it has it has some good fucking stuff. Because I was pretty pretty much just waiting just to like, see how uh, how it wrapped up, not to know how, but to see like if people were satisfied. It's gotten to a point where I'm tired of. Wasting my time with shows that just don't wrap up well. Yeah, and that's the risk you take when you follow an ongoing series. For all I know, the last chapter of Attack on Titan could be Hasputter. But <laughs> I doubt it because he's, he's had the ending planned out for a while. Like, he's had the whole story. From the beginning, he's kind of had it planned out to where it was going to go. Which is why I'm also confident about a little story called My Hero Academia. So, uh, for the anime only, it's like, uh, my buddy Brian here. Uh, um, but, uh, season, season five of My Hero is coming out this week? As of this recording, it comes out March 27th? 27th, yeah. Okay, so... This episode It'll is dropping like on the 26th. Yeah. No, it's gonna it's gonna be a Saturday. Oh, a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, this is coming out on the 26th. It'll be a Friday. So yeah, the tomorrow after this recording, you can start watching uh, My Hero season five. I I read the manga. Um, I just read chapter 306. It came out today as of this recording, and um, woof! It looks like from what it from what from what was being said in the chapter title itself. It looks like the story is um, beginning its road to conclusion. And the reason why I say that is, well, for one thing, the chapter, which wasn't named officially until the end of the chapter, is chapter 306, the final act begins. So it looks like we're about to hit the conclusion portions of My Hero Academia. Now, a lot of people might find it weird, like, especially if you've only been watching the anime that the story's about to end. Trust me, I, I first, I was like, I heard rumors that, like, I heard stuff Horikoshi, Horikoshi was saying, I heard rumors about it, like, 
oh, it looks like the story's going to be ending soon. And I thought it was kind of weird for him to end it at this point, because I'm like, damn, we're not going to see them, like, grow up or anything like that, or this and this. And then I thought about it a lot more, especially today, and I was like, a lot of questions got answers during this most recent arc, uh, and stuff is still getting answered, and the few things that need answers to the questions at this point could you know, get wrapped up within a final act portion. You gotta think, they said final act, so it could be a couple of arcs within yeah. that act. Um, and you also gotta think, like, we're talking about manga. Uh, Naruto's war arc was its, like, final thing. And that was, like, over 200 chapters, I think? That shit was long. Uh, Bleach entered the Thousand Year Blood War arc, and that shit was a few years as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're entering a final act doesn't mean like, oh shit, this shit is about to end in like three months. No. We could see in a few, we're probably going to get a couple more years of My Hero. Uh, it started serialization, I believe, in 2014, so it's been seven years, and we're at 306 chapters. So... That's reasonable. If it ends, let's say like somewhere in the 400s, like 450 or something like that, that's at least another like, maybe like a year or two. That's all My like, Hero. You yeah, know? solid run. Maybe three more years. But it looks like where we're heading is to the end. Like, we're going to see, like, how it all pulls in together and what's going to happen. And there is a couple of things... There's a couple of things that happen in this chapter that also support that. I'm not going to spoil it, because Ryan only has watched the anime. Yes. Blame uh, me. Well... No, not the, no, I am going to blame you, because normally, <laughs> normally I don't give a fuck about these people. Uh, <laughs> I would tell them, look, I'm about to spoil some shit. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this part. But because of you, Ryan, you're my nigga, I'm not going to spoil it. You hear that, guys? <laughs> you hear what he called me? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, I, I can see an ending within this, within this act, especially. There was also... It's not a spoiler, but there also is a time skip. It's cool. not a long time skip. It's couple like, months or something? It's a couple months. Okay. But it, it adds a lot of impact to what's going on. Because something happens, something is done, and then a few months pass by, and then we get this shot, this really cool shot, and then it shows the ending name of the chapter, and somebody says something, and you, you get a shot at their face, and their eyes just like, dead inside. I'm not gonna say who it is, I'm not gonna say where they are, I'm not gonna describe what the shot is, but I'm just like, this nigga look like, fuck, this shit suck. Like, he looked. They look dead inside. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so it, it, it's just like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, we're going to find out next week in the manga. So if you read the manga, y'all know what I'm talking about. There is also some fire-ass uh, chapter art. Like, you know, like the little chapter art that they mm -hmm. put. I'll show you. It's not a spoiler at all. Cool. It's just really cool fucking art. Uh, and I think people underrate Horikoshi as an artist, especially if you haven't read the manga and seen the manga art. This nigga, when he really puts it in, he can draw his ass off. There's some balls there's, deep. There's some yes. There's some manga panels in my hero that I'm just like, damn, he he fucking did that. Oh god. And the way he makes um Shigaraki's hair look in the manga, it looks really fucking cool. Alright. Like it, it he he does a good job. But yeah, my hero might be ending soon, guys, within a couple of years. The manga may end, what is it, 2021? Let's say if, if, if what I'm theorizing is correct, let's say My Hero's gonna end in, like, what, 2024, 2025? And that's, like, four, 
three, four years away, yeah. But you got to think, in these three, four years, we're going to be in final lap territory. So yeah. shit's going to go down. People are going to go through their final character arcs. We're probably going to see some... We're probably going to see some crazy <laughs> battles. Um, and my hero, I think, is just a story that's paced itself really well. A lot of people will say it's boring. I don't think it's boring. I think it's just really, like, slow-paced. But it's very well-paced. Yeah. It's worth the payoffs you get. And it's the, I, I talked about pacing in stories, like, way fucking back, like, years ago in the podcast. And you have those stories that just kind of have, like, these slow-moving plots. But then, you know, there's a payoff to a bunch of events that happen within the slow-moving plot. So you're just moving, and you're just like, bam! And you're like, oh, fuck! And then you're moving, and you're like, bam! I'm like, oh, goddamn! And that's what my hero is. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's a nice, steady plot that gives you that good stuff when it's time to give it to you. So, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Stuff you. Mm. <laughs> but I really like my hero. Uh, my hero, I think... Technically, JoJo's is this too, because JoJo's as a series, as a whole, isn't done. But I label part four specifically in my top ten uh, favorite anime. It's number three. But My Hero is like the only series technically that isn't completed within my top ten. Because I just like it that much. Yeah, it's and really I, good. And I think it has the potential to be one of the greats once all is said and done. Yeah. If you don't think that, I don't give a fuck. It's, it's your opinion. It's, and, a, it's a matter of it, opinion. It's an, easily, it's an easy to... Easy to eat, easy to consume show. Like, mm -hmm. all sorts of fans can watch it. It's an easy to consume show, but still has a lot of, like, depth to it at the yeah. same time. exactly. And I think going for that, like, superhero angle is what makes it so easily digestible. Yeah. Especially Everybody likes since we've gone through, like, you know, the MCU, growing up with all the little animated superhero shows. That's something you can jump into. Yeah. Like, oh, superheroes, okay. Yeah. And then you get that depth as you continue going through the story. So, shout out to Horikoshi. I think he's a great writer. I think he's a great artist. And I'm excited to see what happens with my hero from here. All right. But, um, speaking of, you know, heroes that wear green. Well, before we get to that. Okay. I think this is the perfect time. I've had this saved. Okay. I have for an episode when we didn't have a lot to talk about. Okay. I was... Can you guess what I was when I did this? Drunk or yeah, high? really drunk. Probably okay. high as well. But I don't remember what's on this piece of paper. But this is my list of top ten, top five anime. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> let's hope this is good. All right, you so, better all fire you nuts. All right, so this is what completely trashed Ryan considers the top five. I scribbled out and then rewrote anime. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Alright. Number five. <clears throat> Code Lyoko. Do we consider Code Lyoko an anime? You know what? I'm gonna allow it. Alright. <laughs> well, here we are, going far, to save all that we love. We give all we got. We can make it through. It makes a lot of sense that you were drunk when you, when you wrote this list. Especially... Fuck. I don't want to say this. No, on no, the do it. Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck it. You already took it out. And none of these, some of these are anime. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> number four is Fuzzy Lips. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on, shall we? I'm glad Only you. Number four? Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm glad you under, You got which one that was. <laughs> number three is Puka. 
Okay. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Number four, which I recently found out. You mean number two? I mean number two. <laughs> yeah, number two is Duel Masters, which I recently found oh. out has is has MTG cards in the series. You know, Duel Masters is still running. It's still a thing. It's still a thing, dude. I used to play Duel they Masters. Fucking, they fucking the one of the most recent things that I saw on a clip. Is someone fucking summoned Ermercule or whatever Ermercule, the fucking giant Frexian thing? What the fuck? They were yeah. just like fucking. Fuck Apparently, it. Nicol Bolas is a card. What the fuck? Right? So I might actually like. I remember Duel. I remember Duel Masters dub. So yeah. it's probably like not the actual story, but I used to be super into Duel Masters. It was cool. Dude. I was, used to be. It was. Show Food. Ah. It was Duel Masters that made me, when I first picked up Magic, be like, oh wait, I know how to play this. Yeah. I played the Duel Masters games, bro. Yeah. They were a good time. I still have my Duel Masters cards. Really? Yeah. That's I have two decks. That's so, fucking dope. you know. Duel Masters. <laughs> Alright, and number one of, that I consider... Actually, no, we're gonna do Runners Up. Oh, okay, okay. Runners Up. Duel, like, um, honorable mentions. <laughs> Dark Cat. I I think I remember. I looked up worst animes ever, and I found Dark Cat. And I think it's like people turn into cats to solve mysteries or something. What the? It's fuck? apparently regarded as the worst anime ever. I remember this from my drunkenness. And <laughs> Higgly Town Heroes. I don't know why you're laughing. That should have been. A <laughs> But number number one, and I I yeah I totally agree with this. Number one is the Ghost Stories dub. I I felt it coming. Yeah, I felt it, it had to be. It, yeah, <laughs> you know how much I love that. That was a solid list. I think any even like the highest tier anime gatekeeper snob would agree that you have a refined anime palette. <laughs> I was gonna bring up my top five too, and then you started reading it, and I was like, oh, this nigga is, is clowning me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I hate myself, but I love myself. Oh, that, that I do so list. many things to fuck over Sober Ryan. That's such a good Did list. you know I built a trap when I was trashed the other day in Minecraft? Oh, Ryan, you I, trapped yourself? I trapped myself. I blew myself up. I don't even know what it did. I, like, I'll wake up and I find fucking hidden redstone doors. Like, I'll be like, what's this thing? And I'll, like, click it or switch it. All of a sudden, like, the wall opens up. And I'm like, what the fuck what? did I do last night? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have a problem. But that's, a, that's something I'm going to discuss with a professional soon. <laughs> Minecraft. So uh, you play Minecraft. Oh, I was talking about my drinking, but... Oh, I mean, that too. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's not so much a problem that he drinks, it's that he doesn't drink with me. <laughs> there it is. Solution. Alright. Okay, but, um... Last thing we're going to talk about today, and I think I think we can just refine it down. For now, at least. I think we'll have more Dorama discussions. Not even, I think, I know we will. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we both read all the books? Yeah. Um, I, all, I already gave the, the spoiler away. We're going to be talking about Dorama for a little bit now. Um, because as of this recording, March 21st, first day of Aries season, it is the main character of uh, Dorama, one of the major protagonists, Mikado Ryugamine's birthday. 
It's Yay. March 21st. He's the first day of Aries. Let's sing happy birthday. Oh, wait. We already did we that. Already did that yeah. <laughs> but um, if you haven't read or watched the Rara, Mikado Riyagamine, sweet little avocado boy, um, he's quite a character. I think, I think, I think we're just going to talk about Mikado. We're going to talk about Mikado? I think we're just going to talk about Mikado. So, Mikado starts off as this character in Dorara. He's he's he seems like you know like your main character. There's so many characters in Dorara and it keeps going everywhere. Hi, my name's Mikado. Mikado. I'm I, Mikado I'm here to study because I've never been to the city of Japan. God, part one. Wow, what is all this? Little cinnamon roll, Mikado. I was, whoa. I I'm sorry. I don't want this sushi. I uh. It, it, uh, is there anyone else who could make me this sushi? <laughs> Not from a big black man. <laughs> the early Mikado was like that. Yeah, no, he little sweet, innocent, big eye, just like, oh my god, everything's so beautiful, I love the city. What's that? The dollars? Why, who are, when, looking back when he was like, well, who are they? And I'm like, now I'm like, you sneaky little, you little bitch. Fuck, you knew who that <laughs> was? <laughs> Do you yeah, know who their leader is? The shifty eyes? <laughs> wink, but like Paul Hal Jordan, he's like one of those characters that's just really innocent and just curious and kind of boring. But he knows he's kind of boring, which is why he doesn't want to be boring. And Mikado's whole arc is that he wants some excitement in his life. He yeah. wants more from it. He wants to do cool things, which is one of the reasons why he moves to the city because Masaomi always talked to him about. How fucking cool life in the city was. He was my son. He was like, and then I did this, and then I did this, and Mikado was like, that's so fucking cool. All I do I is milk cows. The, yeah, I live <laughs> in the country. He never said he milked cows, but, but I he's got to milk cows. Yeah, yeah. From what I assume where he lives, that nigga milk cows. But <laughs> but um, he was always like super interested in the internet. And like things like that, just hearing stories about what was going on in like bigger cities. Because in a small town, nothing ever went on, and he was just so engrossed in it online. But he never had anything about himself to say, so him and a few other people he knew online made this little gang called the Dollars. Um, I've already talked about Dorara so many times, but I guess I'll bring this up. We 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 are spoiling the hell out of Dorara. But I think I already have several times in previous episodes. Yeah. And Dorara ended a couple of years ago, so that's your fault. A couple, a couple, a couple of years yeah, ago. Like, like that's your fault. That's your fault if you haven't finished it. I feel like once, once it's been a year since something ended. Yeah. I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of it freely. I. Yeah. Like, like you, you had a year. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, this is your fault. But. Uh, they make this game called, and it's fake. Like, it's not a real game. They just make this weird, fake internet presence. It's like Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get, yeah. You get a level 99 mob bus. <laughs> Y'all should download it. But, uh, this is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. I wish we had some raid money, dude. Oh, man. And raid bags be fat for those those YouTubers we keep we, accepting them. We can buy a program and two mics. <laughs> When that Stimmy hit, I'm telling you, that's what I'm about to do. But <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm okay working with this if you build a PC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they make this fake internet presence until shit starts to get real with them, bro. And uh, people start doing real things, 
And the things aren't like too terrible yet, but a lot of like the other founders online are just like, nah, I'll fuck this no more. This is getting too real. So eventually, the only person left around to like look into it was Mikado. So, you know, uh, before he got into town, into Ike Bukuro, he made, you know, there was like a dollar's website, he was an admin for the site, and word about the dollars in Ike Bukuro started to spread before Mikado even arrived. So, you don't, initially, the first time you watch, you would never guess him to be a suspect, because his character is put into the story to be like, this kid who's essentially experiencing a culture shock. Yeah. He's from a small town, he doesn't know anything, he, he just wants some excitement in his life. So you wouldn't really think he was the leader of the, the dollars, especially considering that not a lot of people knew about the dollars yet. Yeah. It was very, like, background-ish throughout the first part of Dorara. And you can even say it's like, why wouldn't, like, after the popularity of the dollars blew up, why didn't the people he discussed with online, like, be like, oh yeah, that, well, oh yeah, that's run by this guy that I met online. Like... When I, th I was about to say, like, wouldn't think wouldn't they have revealed it, but I thought about it. It's online. Like, they're just like, yeah, I don't really know much about him, except his username is Avocado69420. Like, yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> um, but, so, in the in the peak, then when I was talking to Ryan about Dorara, or when I talked to anybody about Dorara, I always described Mikado's, like, personality going through phases through each part, and I describe it anime-wise, I don't describe it manga-wise, or uh, light novel-wise, because I haven't read all the light novels yet, but if I could describe it in the anime, because the anime essentially has five parts, part one, Mikado, young, doe-eyed boy, wants some excitement in the city, he doesn't want to be bored, he, he, wants, he wants to experience new things, so when they see the headless rider on that first night, he's just like, oh, this is fucking <laughs> this spooky shit here too yeah and he's like scared don't get me wrong he gets scared of stuff but at the same time he's excited because he's having something happen in his life that isn't just normal like this is like whoa this is happening and that's what he wanted which is why like the ending of season like of part one where Mikado reveals that he's the leader of the dollars and they're in like, you know, the city square with Name mm -hmm. and all the phones start ringing. He's just like, I'm the leader of the dollars. And they're surrounded. It's just like, damn, this nigga really just flexed on her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's such a cool fucking moment because you're like, you, you, I'm telling you, you never would expect it. Like, looking yeah. at his character, when it gets to the point where it's just like, fuck, he did it. He fucking did it. That's crazy. Even Izaya was just like, damn. Yeah. And that's why he takes interest in Mikado. Like, an even more extreme interest in Mikado than he already did. Yeah. Because he's like, this this nigga's bold. But, Izaya warns him this very early in, during the end point of part one, like, be careful with this life. You might just want to live a normal life, dude, once you get it, once you get into it. He essentially says, once you get into it, even this will start to become dull. And you're essentially going to have to keep pushing the envelope to get some kind of thrill out of it and that warning is going to be extremely important for events to come so you get into like part two which is like psycho slash dollars art in the anime and Mikado doesn't play a huge role in this portion of the story it's more so the other two main protagonists Anri Sonahara and Maso Mikido but you get to learn about his friends who also hide secrets. Ari being the wielder of Saika, and we go through her whole backstory, why she considers herself a parasite, why she shuts her hearts out to others. 
and why she can fully control Psycho. And we get Masaomi's backstory of how he used to be the leader of the Yellow Scarves, to what happened to a big confrontation with the Blue Squares, leading to his girlfriend getting her legs broken. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they broke that bitch's legs, yeah, bro. Yeah, they do. Um, but, uh, the, the crazy thing about it, especially in the manga with Masaomi, Masaomi's character, especially in the first two books, even in, like, you know, before we get to the Yellow Scars arc in the anime, he's very side character Yeah. at first. He's, he's very, like, like, the comic relief I'm, buddy. I'm, I'm Mikado's friend. <laughs> Titties. Yeah. <laughs> Can I fuck you? <laughs> he's like, very like, much, um, Duelist Kingdom Joey Wheeler. Uh, yeah, there's importance to him, but it, it's, it's like Duelist Kingdom. I, yeah, I would say he's Duelist Kingdom Joey Wheeler, but he uses that persona kind of like as a as a mask. Yeah, like because deep down that nigga hurting, bro. So he's and, almost Bakura. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he acts the way he does because after what happened with Saki, he kind of doesn't want her to get hurt again. He doesn't want to go through all this pain again, all this shit that happened to him. And so he shuts his heart off to her. He's like, nah, we not dating no more. And for a while, he doesn't even visit her at the hospital until he does. But then even then, he still kind of shrugs off her affections because she's so, like, brainwashed by Isaiah. And she's like, nah, it's okay. I know you'll come back, my son. You can't run from your past. And then in, in the book that, that I'm currently reading for the light novels, um, they, they really go deep into, like, his mind, like his thought process throughout all this. Okay. And there's a strong sense of anxiety with his character because it goes into the backstory of like when he started doing the yellow scarf stuff, like he didn't even originally want to start it. He, he's just a tough person to, you know, help someone out if they're getting bullied in a fight. And then it just kind of built up on its own to that point. Mm. And then these people relied on him and it started weighing heavier on him. And he had to keep putting up with this, and then he met Saki. And one thing about him that, that I can tell he, he definitely has a lot of anxiety. Like, he, he can't describe that feeling, that feeling of uncomfort that he starts to feel again. He said he hadn't felt it since, you know, back in those days. Hmm. But he's starting to feel it again as the events of the Yellow Scarves arc start to take place because he thinks the dollars are housing Saika. And Psyka harmed some of their guys, but Psyka also harmed some of the dollars guys. And the whole problem with this arc is lack of communication. Had Mikado, <laughs> Masaomi, and Anri just been fucking honest with each other as friends from the start, yeah. there wouldn't have been an issue. It's mm -hmm. because they all thought, like, I have to keep my secret to keep these people safe that I care about, yeah. that it ended up being an issue in the first place. Because now Masami's looking for the leader of the dollars, not knowing it's Mikado, and wanted to start shit because he thinks Psycho's in the dollars. Meanwhile, Mikado's like, why are the yellow scars after all? <laughs> <laughs> we're Psycho. And then Psycho's like, yeah, I'm Psycho. But Andre's like, I can't tell them. I, was just like, I love the idea that Mikado was like, what's going on? We're just a gang. Mikado's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking like, I'm, I'm telling you, Mikado's fucking crazy. He's I love always it. been crazy. I love it because he has no idea what one. he's doing. Yeah. He, he doesn't know that he's a long snapped. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's always been this way. And it, it's, it's fucking wild to me. And um, with Masaomi's character, the only time he actually kind of feels at peace is when he's around Saki. So when he starts visiting Saki again, he tries to shrug off her feelings, knowing that he can't want to run away from his past. That's why he did, never visited Saki, because that was part of his past. 
he can never escape that portion of his life. So that anxiety starts welling up again. So when, as I was reading it, like thinking back to the the anime, it's just like you can really see why his character was, was going through some shit because he didn't know how to deal with the emotions he was going through because he never really faced them before. He always just kind of ran from them. And it's just like, fuck, that's some wild shit. And again, had you just talked to your friends, had Andre Mikado and Masaomi been honest with each other from the jump, they would have been fine. And it leads into Mikado kind of going deeper into this world because Mas the reason why Masaomi didn't tell him is one, he didn't want Andre to get hurt. Also, he was looking for Saika because thought Saika hurt Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Not, <laughs> it was just like the irony of it. Yeah. But one, he didn't want them involved. He didn't want Mikado to get thrown into that world. And, but it was too late for that too. And two, he was trying to, you know, escape that. But Mikado was already in that world. And now this only pushed him further in because he was so majorly involved with the peak incident of the Yellow Scarves arc at the end where... The whole big fight goes down, and Masaomi's like beating niggas with a pipe. <laughs> and Shizuya's got shot, but then he's okay, and he gets involved. <laughs> it's just, like fucking chaos happens at the end of like season one. So I'm excited to read it in the book. <laughs> oh man. But uh, that, that ends like the second portion. So pretty much, you know, part one. We see uh, Mikado want more, want to have an exciting life, and he gets into that. Part two, we see the effects of him hiding this excitement from his friends, essentially. Like, hiding this secret life and his friends having secret lives as well. So then we move into Dororo X2, which kind of forms into this trilogy. This is where we see Mikado start to change. And at first, when I was watching the show, like the first few times... I always thought, you know, it was at this point where Mikado snapped at the end of part mm. like three, essentially. And the more I'm reading the books and thinking back to the series, the more I'm just like, Mikado's always been crazy. He never snapped. He already snapped. It was more of like, this is what he needed to move forward. Yeah. With the craziness, he's always he, kind of been out of his mind. He needed the comfort to mm -hmm. take off the mask. Mm -hmm. Because there's even moments in early Dorora where you see that kind of, like, cold smile on his face. Where you see him, like, planning, a, like, ten steps ahead. And you're just like, this kid is fucking crazy. Yeah. But, and you just kind of see a lot more of that in X2. But he's always been that way. So part three, there's, a you know, a time jump. Uh, Masaomi's out of, like, out of the city. You know, he's recovering, dealing with his shit with Saki. So that's nice. They're back together. Henri and Mikado, you know, keep going to school. And it looks like things are, like, chilling out until more events start to occur. Pretty much what happens in this, more characters get involved, more events happen. Uh, and the main issue for Mikado is he feels like he's getting left behind by the city. He, he's, Mikado's around throughout Part 3, of course, because he's one of the main characters. But he feels like he's not as involved as he was previously in the first two parts yeah, which is true because it's like he was way more involved in the first two parts yeah because it seems like this. part three was like it allowed it seemed like it was a, a a tactic for us the audience to get a glimpse into the other characters in this mm -hmm. town but to mikado it was just like well the camera's focused on them yeah like, i'm the like, star of the show like he sees all the excitement happening he wants to be a part of it and it frustrates him that he can't do anything to help and then also there's this dark temptation of, uh, I think his name is Ayaba, 
like the dude that's currently leading the blue squares at that time. That's right. And he wants Mikado to lead them for, you know, of course his own game, clearly he wants to use Mikado to his advantage. And at first Mikado's like kinda not with it. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. This and this and this and that. And then like these hints of Mikado's change start to unfold because like, even though you're saying no Mikado, why are you smiling? Like he, mm -hmm. he was into the idea of it. And in the books, they bring that up a lot. The fact that he's like into this weird shit. Cause in, uh, I don't, I think I brought it up before, but in volume one, the scene where he's, uh, he grabs Mika and runs off with her to get away from Selty. From Selty's point of view, she's like, the kid clearly looks scared, but he had a smile on his face. He was, he craves that, that thrill. Yeah. So even though he has those natural reactions of being shocked and being scared or angry, he's into it. Deep down, he wants it to happen because it brings excitement to his life. He likes that adrenaline rush. So even though it's just like, no, I don't want to do that. It's just like, then why are you happy about <laughs> it? Why are you fucking excited? Yeah. So at the end of part three, where everything goes down and pretty much Mikado was not involved, he feels like shit is crumbling around him. He's just like, fuck. I... And he comes to this realization. It's just like, the city wasn't leaving him behind. I never even caught up with it to begin with. Yeah. And we see Masaomi from a distance see Mikado like struggling. And he doesn't... This is... Masami's mistake. He should have tried to come comfort his friend, but he didn't know what to do, so he kind of just left him there. So at the end of that part, Mikado decides, yeah, I'll be the leader of the Blue Squares. And then in the anime, we get this moment. I don't know if it happens in the manga. I gotta get to that point reading it. Or the light novel. I gotta get to that point reading it. But um, they're like, we'll sign a contract. Come over here, Ayava, and all. <laughs> and as I was like chilling, his hands on like the table. The guy stabs him with a fucking pen. Yeah. <laughs> like he Motherfucker's fucking wild. stabs him hard as shit. And he was just like, look, man, you got Henri involved in this, so you are going to feel my anger. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, cool. We're good now. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> and he just goes back to being happy. Oh my That's god. That's when I thought he snapped, but he already he was, was long crazy. Gone. He just needed an excuse. Yeah. He's just. That was all it was. He was like, cool, I'm going to go wild. Do you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> like, <laughs> Look, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I was like into it because now they have like this mutual like kind of like parasitic relationship. Yeah. Or I was using him, but Mikado's also using them. He's like, I might as well use the blue squares to my advantage. Fuck it. One of my favorite things about Dorara is that there's almost no real protagonist. Yeah, like, even the main characters are like, all doing call things for Andre, their selfish. You would and Mikado the protagonist, but even like you, you wouldn't call them the protagonists. Yeah, like they are the main characters technically, but there's just so much other shit going on yeah. in the story. And there's and that's that's why I'm like, we'll just probably talk about it character by character because yeah. there's just so much. Going and on. it's also it's like even though that they're all there's so many characters, it's like not all of them are even like even. The good guys are not necessarily good guys. No, case in point, Mikado. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah, that's that's when we see... That's when we just get to see Mikado's darker side. We just haven't really seen it yet. That was the only problem. It's not yeah. like it just suddenly popped up. That thing was already crazy. <laughs> that Ares energy, that's what it was. Oh, man. <laughs> and so we move into part four. Part four is probably like one of my favorite parts of the story because... Mikado is like 
this background presence throughout part four, but at the same time, he's just this overwhelming presence. Yeah. It's like, like you don't realize he's pulling the strings. Yeah, he's starting to put shit together. He's starting to do shit. And even though, like, he gets threatened by, like, the Yakuza and some other shit goes down, he's still trying to put his plan together. And he's just like, pretty much what Masaomi or Mikado wanted to do was purge the dollars of any negative stuff. Because during part three, we start to see since anyone can join the dollars and there's no rules and there's technically no real leader, yeah. there were factions in the dollars doing some dark some fucked up shit so yeah. the dollar's name was kind of getting run through the mud so Mikado couldn't really do anything about it and some people were even quitting like Shizuo Shizuo quit the dollars right. and it's just like damn that was one of like your strongest people and then you have Kadota who's almost like the face of the dollars yeah him and his little crew of weebs yeah his little crew of weebs Dude, he, he gets so They're... fucking mad at him in the light novels. Oh, yeah? Like, like they emphasize how fucking annoyed he is with them. The oh, novel. my God. That's so Like, great. he's like, bro, can y'all really shut the fuck up? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Erica and Smiley Smiles, uh, like, like, I loved them. Yeah, Walker and Erica? Yeah. Walker's half Japanese. I don't know if they mentioned that in the anime. You can see it. But in, in, the, yeah, in, the, in the light novels, they, they say he's half Japanese. Oh, it's the other half American? Yeah, I think he's half See, American. See, that, yeah. yeah. Is Erica, what's Erica? I don't know. I think Erica might be all Japanese. Mm. She could be, she could be half too, but I don't think they say it. I, I almost feel like she's American. Walker did. Walker, they I almost Walker. feel like she's American. She could be. Just based on her personality. And, and then Erica is definitely the more grounded one of the two. Yeah. I think Walker's just too fucking far gone. Yeah. Like when, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he opens up the van door with the Molotovs and he has the biggest smile on his face. And he just starts saying some weeb shit and throws them in. And he's like, dude, this thing is... This is what people think weebs are. Yeah. <laughs> they think... They think we're all fucking Walker just ready to just burn everything to the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, like, Kadota is, like, the face of the dollars, essentially. And there's... We get this scene in part four where... Uh, and, and throughout part four, a lot of people haven't been seeing Mikado lately. They're just like, damn, we usually see him around town all the time. And now it's more of a rare sight. And when they do see him, they're like, huh, something's off with him. Like, uh, Mika and Seiji see him. Mm. And Mika and Seiji, of all people, the fucking toxic relationship of mm. all time. Yeah. Golly, we're going to talk, we'll have an episode just about that. Because <laughs> that's, that that's like fucked. four to the plot of part one, and that's the whole, that's the core of the plot of the first book, too. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about that, because that relationship is not fucking healthy mm -hmm. at all. Even they're like, something's wrong with that boy. <laughs> So you know something's up when these fucking psychos are like, huh, Kyle's, Kyle's acting a little weird. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, we, we kind of get those portions of things. And then there's that event where Masaomi like finds out Mikado's rolling with the blue squares. They're in that oh, little yeah. fight with the stalker. And Mikado's all beaten and he's just like, Masaomi, once, once my plans are done, you and Henri and me, we can go back to how it used to be and we can be friends. But until then, stay out of my way. Yeah. Don't get involved. It's like, yo, what is wrong with him? I'm trying to make the world a better place by killing everyone. I'm going to take out all the bad people from the dollars, so only the good people in the dollars are left. It's like, bro, first of all, I feel like there's just too many people in the dollars for you to be doing that. 
Secondly, are you insane? You know what's the <laughs> easiest way? Go to the website and click delete. <laughs> Let that shit go. Let that shit go. <laughs> make a new, make a new gang. Join the penny, make, the pennies. Make no rules. one's gonna join the pennies. Make make rules. And the and the manga or in the light novels too, they they mention why their name. I have to go back and like refresh, like read it again. But they explain why they call themselves the dollars. It was the actually dollars. Like, I was like, oh, okay, that was the reason. And um, but yeah, we get that moment, and it leads up to that talk with with him and Kadota talking that one night. And he's just like, God damn, Mikado, you're fucking crazy. And I believe it's in that very same night, somebody hits Kadota with their car. It's like That's a right. hit and run. And he ends up in the hospital in serious condition. So now at this point, everyone in the city is just like, dude, somebody fucking hit Kadota. Like, this is a major event. He's like a popular dude, nice guy. He used to be in the Blue Squares. He's like the face of the dollars. He's just always kind of been that presence. And Kadota's a great character. He's a good guy. He's Hal yeah. Jordan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. like, their voice was the same <laughs> And Spike. He's Spike's people. That's right. And he's Tom from Toonami. Ah, right. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Bloom, man. He, he he does voice actors. Respect. I believe he's also Mugen and Samurai Shlendo? Really? I think he is. I could be completely wrong. But Very I feel like, I, from what I recall, that's, his, that's the dub voice actor. But yeah, so he's in the hospital. And we get this scene. I remember... Because I watched Dorara for like the third or fourth time when I watched it with Ryan for <laughs> Ryan's first time. And we got to this scene and I was like, bro, this fucking. <laughs> they're in the van. Like, Iova and the Blue Squares and Mikado are in the van and they're talking. And they're talking about Kadota being in the hospital. And it just leads to this line at the end of the episode where Mikado was like, but you know what? I'm kind of glad he's there. <laughs> And then the episode just... And he has a smile on his face. I'm kind of glad my buddy got hit with a fucking car. And Ryan was just like, Yo, fuck my car. <laughs> I was so like, oh no. Oh no. Because you're just like... After their chat, Mikado realized he's not going to agree with what I have going. And Mikado didn't, like, order Kadota to be hit with a car. That was completely another circumstance. It was one of those, like, unexpected conveniences. Yeah, but... Yeah, because it was convenient for Mikado's points, because now Kadocha's not in the way, and things are starting to escalate, because now Walker, Erica, and uh, the dude that traps their car is just, like, looking for the dude that fucking hit Kadocha. They're, like, out in the streets. It was uh, one of those things where it was, like, Mikado was, like, it was, he was, Homeboy was the only thing in Mikado's way that Mikado wouldn't move out of the way himself. Exactly. Yeah. And so the problem kind of solved itself. He was sitting there trying to work out a strategy to go around him. And he's him. just like, well, look at that. Look at God. Oh, look at God. <laughs> God has been so good. I imagine that as he's like, like on the forums of the Dollars website, like, shit going down. Mikado. <laughs> and so it even gets to the point where Walker, like, confronts the yellow scars, like Masomi and the yellow scars. And they're having this talk, and Masanomi's like, I don't know who hit him, dude. I, like, really don't, because Masanomi didn't know. And they leave, and he, Walker leaves, and then they're all, like, the other dudes are, like, all relieved, and Masanomi's like, y'all niggas don't smell that? Y'all don't smell that gasoline? Yeah. He was going to light us all on fire. Yeah. If we, I love that he's a if pyro. We, if we had any involvement in Kadota being hit, he was going to burn us all to a crisp. Walker and Erica do not fucking play. No yeah. one in that gang. Kadota might show you mercy, 
but no one else in that group will show you mercy. He'll only show you mercy if you deserve the mercy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for forgetting the van driver's name all the time, but that's kind of a joke that yeah. everyone forgets his name. Yeah. But he was going to drag the nigga who hit him yeah. with his van. Yeah. Like, they were going like, to keel haul him. Like, <laughs> straight up. Like, like, they were not kidding around. They were like, we're going to kill this nigga. We're going to find him, and he's going to die. And and Mikado was just glad. Mikado was just like, yeah, that's great. Go, go find him. Well, ha- happy hunting. <laughs> what about that? Imagine if it was Mikado who hit him the whole time. Jesus. It wasn't, but like... It wasn't, but Jesus Christ. They hit him, they were just like, go find him. Good luck, good luck. And then we get into part five. So this is where... This is where like Mikado it, goes completely ham. Like other things, part five is where it gets real weird. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> the, the piano starts playing. I shot you, Masaomi. <laughs> that means I could probably hurt Audrey too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, when he put the fucking because that that gun that he had was really cool, the little wrist the gun. The little wrist gun that he made, yeah. The, like, uh, the hole puncher is how I call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, damn, this thing was crazy enough to do that. <laughs> he shot him in the leg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pretty much what happens in part five, Mikado's plans are still rolling along, but he gets to this point. Where shit starts to get boring for him. Uh, now remember what Isaiah said to him. Ever, it's gonna start getting boring. You're gonna have to keep pushing the envelope, which is low key what Mikado was already doing. But now it's gotten to a point where he really has to escalate it. So he gets his hands on a gun. <laughs> he starts doing uh, crazy shit with the gun, and he pretty much behind the scenes low key orchestrates this whole like gang war that's gonna go down in the city. And everything's shit's going crazy. There's these psycho zombies everywhere. Gangs from a gang from another city pulls up. All all Celty kind of, is some gloop gloop monster in the sky. And he didn't orchestrate that, but, but it, that that shit's also we, we got. It was just bad timing. Celty and Shinra need their own fucking discussion. There's so many characters in yeah. RRR that deserve their own discussion. But all this wild shit is happening, and it's low key like Mikado's just orchestrating this. From the moment he saw Celty, he was just like, I can get some excitement in my life. The moment he saw the head of the Oh, camera, shit. That, that was, that was when he was excitement. like, not from her. <laughs> Shimmer has anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I get, the final confrontation is Masaomi and Mikado finally see each other. Keep in mind, these two have never had like a, just a full on conversation since like part two. Yeah. Like they they see each other in part four and Ma- and Mikado gives them that short little I'm gonna fix everything until then stay out of my way. They have that talk, but they didn't really talk. Yeah, like this is like their first time they're actually talking. Yeah, and they do the callback to the joke and where Masaomi's just like it can only be three choices: one, Masaomi Kita, two, and it's like kind of like calling back to that first moment. Yeah, but things are so different. Yeah, like Masaomi got a serious like fucking leg injury. This nigga is on crutches. Mikado just has all the happiness drained from his face. He just looks so fucking tired. What's the scariest part, though, is the happiness drained from his face. Mikado has the biggest smile. Mm-hmm. It's the scariest part. He looks all surprised in the early parts, but he just has like a lot of like life in his face still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, later Mikado, he's always has this cold smile, but it just looks like his face. It just looks exhausted. It looks beat. Looks just like. I've done some shit. 
and they're just having this talk, and it's so, like, opposite of their first talk in the beginning, where it's just, like, bright and hopeful. Now you're just at this point, it's just like, this is what Masaomi didn't want to happen. He didn't want Mikado involved with this, and Mikado got involved with it in the deepest and worst way possible. <laughs> and it's Mikado's fault. Like, Masaomi, it, Masaomi is partly responsible, because if he only, you know, kind of been more vocal up front, if, you know, him, Masami, and Henri had just been more open with each other, it never would have gotten to this point. But also, Mikado just kind of let the ball keep rolling on his end. And now it's gotten to this point where he can't walk it back. This gang war is just happening. And he's like, once it's all said and done and all these people purge themselves, we can restart. And Masami's just like, dude, are you fucking insane? And Mikado pulls a gun on him. They have this confrontation. Mikado, Masami manages, you know, to wrestle the gun away from Mikado. Even like on crutches, Masami has the upper hand. Mikado's not a fighter. And then Mikado does a little handgun thing and shoots Masami in the leg. This is where <laughs> Mikado's just like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. Like, I I think at that point he had never actually shot anyone. He had shot yeah. the Yakuza's like house, the Yakuza's yeah. place. Which is also fucking insane. He shot up a Yakuza's, like, residence. Yeah. And it was on the news. That's what he did with the gun. That's why he, he, he was trying to get every gang involved. He was trying to start some shit. Yeah. He figured a purge was yeah. necessary. And so it gets to that point where, like, Masaomi is the first person Mikado has actually ever shot. And even though it wasn't, like, a fatal shot, he still shot someone. He yeah. shot someone he considered his best friend. So then he's just like, fuck, I like, I, I shot you. I, I, I hurt you, Masami. That means I could probably hurt Andre too. Like, he's realizing how deep he is in it. Yeah. And now it's just gotten to the point where he's so deep in the delusion, he's like, I can't take any of this back. Like, I can't go back on this. We're too far in. And so he turns the gun on himself. And this is like the second to last episode of the end. So, like, the credit song is playing in the background, and Masami's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Masami can't get to him because he's, like, you know, on crutches, and then he's shot in the leg, so he's, like, on the ground. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, Mikado? And Mikado just has the gun to his head. He's like, I'm sorry, Masami. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm kind of excited to find out what happens next. Like, what's on the other fucking side? Fucking psycho! <laughs> And then the episode ends with, like, Masaomi screaming out Mikado's name and you hear a gun pop. And so, in the last episode, luckily because of what's going on with Celty's story arc, Celty manages to save the day. And we'll find, we'll, we'll talk about Celty and Shinra in, like, another podcast. Because there's, Celty has her own reasons for why she did what she did at the end of the story. But to sum it up, Celty feels like, she at the core of the city is the problem with it like is the reason why things got so out of hand especially with mikado's nature because he you know was so interested in like crazy shit going on and that was the first thing he saw so she felt heavily responsible but we'll we'll talk more about that with her with, with, with her later so pretty much that issue gets solved mikado doesn't die fuck crazy I thought, he, I thought he was gonna... Yeah, I did too. The first time I watched it, I was like, this nigga really just killed himself. Holy both, shit! Both times, I'll say, I thought it was the end, but we'll get to that in okay. a minute. So yeah, during the last episode, things are getting, you know, wrapped up and cleared up. 
Shizuo and Izayo had their con. We got talked about that on a, on the video. Shizuo, yeah. Shizuo and Izayo. Yeah. Oh God. The yos. <laughs> the yos. <laughs> but um, so at the end, uh, Masaomi uh, and Anri are you know helping Mikado walk around, and they're walking down the street, and it looks like you know all's well that ends well, and they're finally open with each other. They're finally talking about their like little secrets. And they're just kind of laughing about it. And uh, we're going to talk about this guy in his own video, too. But this fucking teacher, the villain, <laughs> And at first, he's, he's trying to stab Henri because he blames Henri for some shit that happens to this, this character. Uh, Takashi, I believe that's his name. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's going to stab Henri because he blames Henri. And Mikado pushes her out of the way, and he ends up getting stabbed. Now, Mikado gets stabbed like five, six times. Like, stabbed. Like, 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 like prison shank. Like, he, he's getting fucking stabbed. Like, right in front of their eyes. Like, it's fucking insane. And so he goes down, he's bleeding out. And Henri, probably the most emotion I've ever heard Henri have in the entire series, she fucking is like dead ass about to kill this man. Like, like I've never seen Henri so dead yeah. on, like, alright. <laughs> she was about to just fucking kill Takashi. And then the other psycho bitch. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, Takashi and uh, Homegirl are going to get their own video, too. <laughs> their own <laughs> podcast, too. But uh, she pulls up, and she's like, nah, I'll handle it. And so Takashi is running, right? As long as she's trying to escape from uh, a fate worse than death. <laughs> and karma, yeah. karma just comes around in the best possible yeah. way. So Kadelta and the boys are getting in the van after the event's going down, and they see Takashi hit the corner, and Kadelta was like, "That's the dude in the car that hit me." Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. And the driver's just like, "Oh, bet." <laughs> so he slams <laughs> on the gas. It fucking hits Takashi dead on, and we don't know like exactly all the aftermath but what we do know is Takashi gets captured by a crazy stalker that's right girl. and she like locks him, for yeah, locks him in the dungeon she's like we're just gonna have fun with our love so fake worse than death that nigga is probably just like tortured indefinitely yeah <laughs> like that chick is not killing him no <laughs> that's it's and one it's of like, those you know tortures good for you yeah you happy a... woman's history month yeah <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Lock up all those fuckers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Mikado lives through his stabbing. <laughs> and the series ends with him in the hospital. You know, Henri Amasami at his bedside as he's still asleep. Ayaba tries to show up because, you know, he still wants to be a little slime ball. And fuck, what's his... I always forget that dude's name. The dude with the glasses. The one that, like, ripped his fucking eye off when he got... Cut by Saika in the Aokusu. He has Fuck. the cane and the... Sh I always forget his name, but I fucking yeah. love that character. He's such a... And he's a Capricorn, dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I looked up his... I have it in my oh. my art book. Mm. You know what? Fuck it. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. It's in my... It's in my Blu-ray. <laughs> it's in my Blu-ray case. He's so excited. He's, like, jumping for joy on Blu his way. My Blu-ray came with an art book. Mm -hmm. My Blu-ray came with an art book. <laughs> you want to see my limited edition? <laughs> 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 
Okay. We're fucking weird, dude. We are. Okay. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. No, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm just pointing out the facts. <laughs> I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do. Jesus Christ. Most of them. He's in the art book and his birthday was shown. Where is he? There's a lot of characters that introduced in part three. <laughs> uh, Akabayashi. I can buy Ash. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Everyone knows who that guy is. <laughs> With the little cane and the glasses. Oh yeah, that guy. He was like, ah, I got a problem. He always popped up, and he was like, he was like the guy who is the secret agent in all the superhero shows. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm not here to get you. I'm here to help you. He was really cool. Yeah. And he, he knew Henri through Henri's parents because he actually fell in love with Henri's mom. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty much uh, the cop guy in Persona 5, huh? Yeah. In yeah, a sense. Yeah, he's in that... a sense, yeah. Yeah. No, he's a cool dude, and he's he's at the hospital, too, and he stops Ayaba, and he's like, look, he pretty much says, look, little nigga, you get near Mikado again, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now Ayaba's just like, man, yeah. <laughs> Those little flowers on the floor. So Mikado wakes up, there's like this monologue going on, and pretty much after everything that goes down, a the city just kind of goes back to the way it's always been. I'm not saying it's normal compared to our real life standards, but it's normal in sense in the sense of like this is just shit that happens in Ikebukuro. It was this. It was the city before uh, Mikado came. Yeah, which was the city when Mikado was there before he started going crazy. Yeah, which is the which is the point. Like things were going to start to feel normal to him after a while. Life's a bitch. Keep there. living. Yeah, it, which is. Which is what Easy has is scum. Don't get me wrong, but he was right about what he told Mikado. It was just like, dude, give it some time. This is gonna feel normal to you, which it did. That was normal. That was life. Everything just kind of went back to how it was because it was just Ek Bukuro. And Mikado opens his eyes. Masami and Ami are just like, oh my god, yay, you're up. And then the series ends. I mean, there's a lot of other like you know scenes of everyone having their like stories wrapped up. Yeah. But just talking about Mikado purely. Yeah. Uh, so that was like his little arc into just, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I really like Mikado. I, Mikado and uh, Shizu are definitely my favorite characters in Dororo, but I, I am starting to say Mikado is definitely my favorite, especially reading the books. It's just like, dude, this character, like the, the the arc he goes through is just like, I'm just this doe-eyed, boring high school kid. I'm gonna start a gang war to purge the city. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, you definitely are. It's, it's right. on it's on parallel with Drake and Josh. You know, Drake and Josh season one. It's like, oh, uh, Drake's girlfriend has a crush on Josh. What are they going to do? Drake and Josh season five. Drake and Josh accidentally sell an orangutan to a guy who eats orangutans. <laughs> so, like, you're just like, wait, 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 where the go? fuck? But no, like, Mikado, he's, it's really crazy. It's almost, almost, almost. People will like, hate me for saying this. It's almost the anime equivalent of Breaking Bad. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah, in terms of the characters, like, like descent. Down, in a toned down way. Yeah, like, I'm not saying the ascent, the events are similar or the plot is similar. I mean, like, the character falling yeah, down the rabbit like, hole. And, and, and one thing I can really say is comparative is that scene where Walt's just like, I liked it. Yeah. I liked doing it. Yeah. And he always liked doing it. Yeah. He, he had that sense of accomplishment and he was making his money and being successful and doing it. Mm -hmm. Mikado was always crazy. Mikado, yeah. It was always like that they just needed a reason. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you can definitely compare. And they both had downfalls. I mean, like I said, Breaking Bad's a lot darker than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's very much satisfying. You know, the creator of Attack on Titan likes the ideas of, you know, like having, like, you know, stories behind the head because it gives you an idea of having, like, kind of like a perfect story with a perfect ending. Yeah. He considers Breaking Bad a perfect story. It is a perfect story. Like, and I, I found that fascinating. Like, in yeah. an interview, he, he was like, he considers Breaking Bad, like, a perfect story. That's really interesting. That gives me the motivation to finally push mm-hmm. myself into Attack on Titan. I was just like, damn, that's good. And I, I, I can agree. Breaking Bad is probably one of the best shows of all time yeah if you guys haven't seen breaking bad watch breaking bad it's yeah. so good i'd say for me what i would say the top three so far you know other things might sway me mm-hmm. there's some things that i haven't seen actually i'm gonna say what i think are the top five just greatest stories out there okay all right um not in any particular order but you mm-hmm. got breaking bad mm-hmm. um you got full metal alchemist brotherhood okay you got bojack horseman yes you got The Godfather. Okay. And I, I mainly mean the book, but, you know, the movies too. Mm-hmm. And number five, in terms of the greatest plot lines ever. Like, amazing. I'm going to throw Gravity Falls into that mix. Okay. That's refresh. That's a fresh one. Yeah. I was going to throw bro, a bro, joke. But, bro. bro, bro. Your, your list is wrong because you didn't say One Piece, bro. I, I'll be honest. You I didn't threw, say One Piece, bro. I'll be honest. Bro, what about One Piece? Uh, fuck off! <laughs> I'll be honest. I uh, was trying to come up with a joke, but I couldn't come up with one. So uh, I threw Gravity Falls because it's a good story. You're listening to have One Piece in it, so it's not Fine. real. Fuck! One Piece! What? God! If One Piece isn't in your top ten, you're not real, and Fuck! I'm never going to watch it! <laughs> I don't give a fuck! Somebody really said that one time. Somebody really was like, if One Piece isn't in your top ten, you're probably not a real anime fan. I was like, if you don't shut your musty pirate ass up... Alright. You know, right. there's, there's an inter- there's like, uh, somebody asked a question to Oda, the writer of One Piece, uh, how often do the Straw Hats bathe? And at that current point, there were nine main characters in the crew. Uh, your, your boy Luffy, your hero, mm-hmm. he babes once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. That's disgusting. I mean, he's rubber. He can just go... That's gross. I imagine, like, no. You just get naked, stand out on the side of the boat, go... Okay. And all the dirt flies off. Fair enough argument. Uh, another person that babed once a week was Brooke. He, he's like the skeleton dude. Well, he's bones. He's bones. Okay, fair enough. Then you have Zoro, who babes on... There's no fucking excuse. That's a human man. He trains every single day. You know that nigga smells like ass. Yeah, I've always thought Zoro smelled like ass. Look at him. <laughs> I'm like, that nigga probably smells he disgusting. Not what, does Usopp shower every day, every other day? Every three days. Every that's he, He's a clean motherfucker. Usopp, Chopper, the little reindeer. He fur. And Frankie, the robo-cyborg pirate man. Yeah. Uh, they shop, sh- shower every three days. Then Nami, Robin, and Sanji shower every day. Makes sense. Every fucking day. No, I Those imagine. Those people I want to hang out with in the crew. Yeah. Sanji's my favorite character, too. I was like, damn right that nigga take a bath every yeah. day. He's trying That's to disgusting. get the bitches. <laughs> but, like, I, I know Zoro smells like ass. Like, I, that's why he's my favorite. <laughs> he's the greatest swordsman. I don't give a fuck. He probably just killing uh, he, people that, with his stank alone. That's what I'm saying. He that's runs, not his aura. That's just the smell. People, okay, so homeboy, Zoro, like, 
puts his sword in his mouth, carries the other two swords, starts running at the oh, enemy. Think about this. The enemy's like, this guy's running with a sword in his mouth. That's not effective in combat. How is he gonna... What's that smell? Oh my god. Oh my god, that smells like death. Holy shit! And before he even thinks, just cut. <laughs> like, it's a it's a simple battle strategy. You piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh. But, um, one last thing before I finish the Mikado discussion. Uh... Since it was his birthday, I did a little birthday, wished him a happy birthday on Facebook, and uh, I was on the wiki, and it lists, on the wiki it lists goals and crimes. Now I'm gonna read these to you guys. If you didn't, if you really didn't think Mikado carried that Ares energy after we talked about his little descent, let me read this to you. <clears throat> goals. Create the dollars. Succeeded. Uh, use the dollars to make Ikebukuro a better place. Purge dollars of malicious members. Those are his goals. Good goals. Crimes. Kidnapping. Attempted murder. Vandalism. Leading a gang. Giving orders of violence. Possession of an illegal firearm. Conspiracy. Stabbing. And theft. So, um, that's like 11, right? I think when you sent it to me, I counted 11. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's nine. Nine. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Well, I looked up Snoop Dogg's rap sheet. He has 13. So, <laughs> if think about it. Mikado almost has an equivalent rap sheet to Snoop Dogg. Keep that in mind. 16, 17-year-old Mikado. Mm -hmm. I think he's 17 by the end of the, the series. Yeah. Uh, had nine fucking crimes under his belt. And, well, we also got to think, Snoop. when I looked at Snoop Dogg's rap sheet, you know, it showed each instance. Mm -hmm. How many of those crimes had been multiple? Oh, fuck. <laughs> he... Also, Mikado never got arrested. Yeah, he ruled the dollars and the blue squares at one point. Mm -hmm. So that's two instances of running a gang. Two gangs! Two gangs, but I got a few on. And the blue squares jumped little side sections of the dollars and the yellow squares multiple times. Yeah. So, in reality, his rap sheet is probably much bigger than Snoop Dogg's. Mikado's crazy. He's crazy. That's, that's, the, that's, that's what I just wanted to tell people, because I know a lot of people have only, like, maybe seen, like, the first season stuff of Adorama not X2. If you thought Mikado was boring, I mean, that's kind of the point, but keep watching, because he get dark. Yeah. And that's why he's my favorite, because that, that character arc is just like, what in the fuck just happened? It's crazy. You know, Kyle, I learned something today. What'd you learn? Well, honesty. It seems like honesty really is the best policy. If you look at Mikado and his friends, if they were just honest with each other, all this stuff wouldn't have happened. If they were just honest with each other, you know, nobody would have gotten shot. Nobody would have gotten hurt. Everything would have been fine. Maybe, maybe some of the stuff that were happening in the city would have happened in different ways. But you know what? Shit happens all around the world, and there's only so much you can do to stop it. And maybe if they were honest with each other, they could have just lived normal, happy lives. And that—that's—that's that's the lesson for today, guys. Honesty. Just be honest with each other. Tell your friends when. Tell your friends when you drive a shitty car that's all muffler.
Tell your friends when you're running a gang. Tell your friends when you have a demon sword tied to you that can create a zombie army that you can manipulate to do your bidding. And most importantly, tell your friends if you're gonna start a gang war and shoot them in the leg. Alright, that was really beautiful. Thank you. That's really beautiful. Uh, what I would say, what I learned is, don't let your 16-year-old son go to high school abroad. By himself. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's, that's my moral to the story. Why did his parents let him fucking do that? You know, if it's one thing, if it was like, oh, you know, he plays sports and he does this, he just sits on the computer all day. In He's up little, to something. His little small little fucking apartment, dirt-ass cheap. Do you think he was in chat rooms with La Brava? Absolutely. That would have excited the fuck out of him. Like, oh, wow, you get to do hero stuff? Yeah, hero. Uh -huh. That's so cool. <laughs> he had his little smile. How tall are you? Like, three foot and... I don't know about that. <laughs> but, anything else you want to say? Um, hippo slap with a limp and that's all I gotta say on that topic. And I think Ryan spoke enough for both of us with that. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you guys for uh, joining us for this episode. Oh, I guess we could hint at something that's about to happen. I get well. All I can say is, what's what's next month? Yeah. Oh, it's my girlfriend's birthday. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. I love you. I love Golly. you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Fuck. kidding. I love you, Modina. She's also an Aries. <laughs> yeah, which is why she's going to kick my ass after hearing that. But no, no. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, there's something. There's something. Uh, this is a every other week podcast, but yeah, maybe just look. Maybe just look next week. You might see something. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Will it be an episode? Will it be a half an episode? We'll... We'll see what happens. I can't say no more. Okay, look. You know what? Actually, I'm going to tell you guys what's going to happen next week. So, look. Here's what we're going to do. Wow. I can't believe I did it. I shot you. It was so easy. Like nothing. If I can do that to you, then... What's to stop me from shooting someone else? Like Henri. If I can do that, then I can do worse. I can make everyone around me suffer. I can't let the dollars keep going. And I can't let myself either. Stop talking like you... You can't fix anything by killing yourself, you pussy! I've been thinking about how bad I wanted an extraordinary life. How far I've had to go to get it, and what I have to do now to stop my endless searching. You don't have to do this! You're being played! Isai has been playing you from the start! I swear, I'll kill him! I'll kill him! I'll make that bastard pay! I swear it! Even if it takes the rest of my life! Thank you. And sorry, I know this will sound weird, but I'm kind of looking forward to this next part. Like, what if after I die, there's something else? Then I'll get to go someplace I've never seen before. No! You don't have to! Sorry. I do. See what I mean? Everything's gone to shit!
Nobody's sicker of it than me. Fool this man! <laughs>